It's a Merry Christmas indeed, except for Christmas already happened, and at this point, Happy New Year! We are in the new year! We are in 2022! Can you believe that 2021 is over? I certainly can, but you know what's not over? This podcast, and the podcast will rock. It's a new edition of the podcast where we dive into the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands in the world, Van Halen. And we discuss it. We talk about whatever track may come. This is completely unscripted. We do not choose the songs ahead of time. We spin the wheel. But if you've been with us so far, you already know that. And you know that I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kameyer, with me as always. Corey Morissette, how cold is it? It is uh, in Celsius, minus 32, I believe, as we tape this. With the wind chill, we're into the minus 40s. Which, whether you're Celsius or Fahrenheit, when it gets that cold, it doesn't matter. Uh, there, uh, you, the temperature's uh, pretty you much had the same. Me at it, minus. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Unbelievable cold. I, I heard on the Weather Network today that some of the coldest air on planet Earth currently resides over Canada, and specifically where I am. And uh, it, it's been a rough <laughs> few days uh, tr- trying to uh, operate uh, with this level of cold. Uh, you, the minute you walk outside, everything hurts. And I, I always okay. think back to that meme where the little stick man says, the air hurts my face. Why do I live in a place where the air hurts my face? And I'm wondering that every day of my life right now. But at this point, you you, you should, well, you would think that uh, because you're born and raised in the great white north, you would think that at this point you're just used to it. Um, but I got to I gotta say, the more I think on it, first of all, um, it, that, it hurts me just, just hearing you talk about it. Uh, but I got to imagine that it, it never gets any easier. You never get used to it. It's just it's either extremely cold or it's or it's not. Um, and yeah, I feel for you, buddy. I do, because I'm a total baby when it gets below uh, uh, 40 degrees over here. And that's in Fahrenheit. So you would probably think that's springtime, you dipshit. Like it's completely fine. But me, I can't handle it. But I'm also of the southern United States, so we don't usually have super winters. Not usually. Every once in a while. I know. But, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> plus forty. I think it's uh, forty degrees for you guys is like plus four or five, like in that range here. So so that's shorts mm-hmm. weather. Uh, so yeah, that that is not uh, cold. <laughs> And uh, I was just listening to, to Ken Knapsack's uh, uh, show uh, today, and he was talking about how b- bloody cold it is in L.A. And I think it was in the 50s or the 60s. And uh, I want to drive there, A, because it's warm, and B, so I could smack him and just say, you don't know cold. <laughs> Unless you've experienced minus 40, you don't know cold. You don't know cold, boy. That's right. Uh, Corey is uh, beyond the wall. <laughs> So yeah, we unless you Damn are right. up there with him, you you definitely don't know cold like 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 he do and like they do. But uh, you know, one way to get your blood uh, boiling and get warm again is listening to some good rock and roll. And look no further than Van Halen. Am I right? Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, we, we we took a little break for Christmas, and hopefully, everybody out there uh, had a very good Christmas. I know I did. That's right. Um, I'm hoping Mark did as well. Uh, I got some some nice vinyl 
uh, for Christmas. Uh, no Van Halen, because I already have it all. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I got some new pieces, some new Beatles, actually, to add to the collection. So that was great. Uh, did, did you have a, a present that stood out to you this year, Mark? I absolutely did. Uh, for the listeners at home, if you haven't noticed, I might be coming through a little bit clearer uh, that is because I am not using my crappy headphone microphone because uh, the, I've been using that recently because when I, I've been moving, I just moved out from my old place into uh, the place with my girlfriend and I have been sans audio interface and all the uh, necessary equipment one would need to record a podcast and do it well. Uh, but thankfully, Corey is very patient, and we've just been able to make do with what I have. But now, thanks to the aforementioned lovely girlfriend of mine, she went ahead and went and just got me a whole bunch of stuff. I got a new mic. I uh, got a new interface. Uh, there's a, a nice little stand it's on, a little mic guard. So I actually look professional, and I sound semi-professional. So... Big ups to her, big big love. That was a complete shock, complete surprise. I didn't, I was not expecting that in the least. So I got that, and then I got some other assorted uh, goodies. But uh, top of my list right now is certainly the recording equipment that I got. So yay, good happy Christmas to me. Well, you sound great, and it looks great. You you got the nice uh, the pee popper screen in front of the mic, and you got some nice mood lighting there. I know the people at home can't appreciate it, but it's going to make me looking at you for 45 minutes a week a heck of a lot easier that's for sure well i try i try my best um but i hope everyone out there had uh wonderful holidays if you celebrate uh yeah at this point at the time of this recording it is right before new year's just to uh you know unveil the curtain a bit so by the time you're listening Happy New Year. I hope everything was splendid. I hope your parties, though uh, uh, minimal and safe, because we're still in a pandemic. Don't let anyone tell you we're not. We are. Uh, but I hope I hope everything was good. Hope you were safe. Hope you didn't get too drunk. And I hope your hangover goes away, you know, splendidly. And but, I, I can tell you, I, I can look into the future because I know for my New Year's, I'm going to be at home with my wife and my kids, probably playing Monopoly. Uh, maybe watching some Spider-Man movies because one of those came out not too long ago and it was pretty good. It's true. So the kids want to go back and watch more Spider-Man. And uh, you know what? I got my, my booster shot today. So I'm now uh, thrice uh, vaccinated against the COVID. So uh, I'm doing my part and I'm still here, uh, not suffering too many side effects. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Um, I am still in need of these, uh, the booster. Um just haven't had the time to go get it done, so I'm, I'm just going to have to will myself to a, a nearby uh, uh, clinic, pharmacy, whatever. It, it, it's not hard. It's not hard to find. It's very easy. Uh, I've just been, you know, work has got kept me busy, and then on weekends I want to do literally nothing. So that's usually what I do. But uh, the booster's happening. I, I will get the booster. It will happen. Uh, so, now that we got all the pleasantries out of the way, it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, last week, we had our first, or last episode, I should say, we had our first nay. I think, uh, well, not our first nay, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. We had our first non-David Lee Roth track. That's what we had. We had uh, one track from the Gary era, the <laughs> Gary Sharon of, of Extreme. Uh, and we were, spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to the episode, if you haven't, pause this, go back, listen to it. 
Okay, you back? Cool. You Now you know we were not enthused about that track, and I am less enthused about that album, to be honest with you, for the next time the wheel decides, hey, you know what? You guys are listening to another Gary era. Let's hope that's not the case, at least for a while, because I want to actually listen to some, some, some cool tunes, some tunes that we maybe aren't familiar with as much, but uh, will become an instant fan. That's my hope. That's always my goal of this show. I, and I, 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 I would assume that, Corey, you have the same goal in mind. Absolutely. But I got to tell you, I'm worried because the first five episodes were all Dave songs. So I'm thinking the next five are all Gary songs, which means we're going to get five from Van Halen 3. Oh, because no. the wheel well, is just a fickle mistress, uh, Mark. I don't know what, what, what it is. Um, she's not delivered. <laughs> she gave us some some good cuts uh, from the Dave era. Of course, we had Hot for Teacher, uh, you know, which she, is yeah, she top five, maybe uh, top ten for sure. Uh, Van Halen Absolutely. songs of all time. Yeah, uh, she, she and, threw and we, us we a bone. Some... She you know, and now and now she wants to. Uh, she's she's going to get into the uh, the gray area, so to speak. Exactly. Now this is the show right before New Year, so I'm hoping, hoping uh, she, she's going to be nice. And because. Uh, we've changed our rating system a little bit, which maybe we'll get into after the song plays uh, and, and we'll explain the rating system and, and play the new clip for you. But uh, I'm hoping because we change the rating system uh, to something a little more Sammy orientated, maybe that's going to help uh, grease the wheels, uh, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, maybe that and, will that that'll influence uh, the way she spins. Well, uh, full disclosure, we've got the wheel primed already. We had to give it the uh, the primer spin and it did land on a Sammy tune. So that uh, that that bodes well, I think. Uh, yep. Perhaps uh, I'm shuffling it again anything. to make sure that we don't don't screw anything up. But yeah, it was a it was a track from OU812 that not, neither of us recognized. So uh, th that would have been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I got to tell you, so. I, I know that we have a fan out there, Mark. His name is Brett, and he's told us that he would really like to come on the show sometime. But he really wants to talk about 5150. That's his favorite Van Halen song. I'm like, well, it's all random. So he, he's just got to be yeah, like on speed dial. Because if we roll fifty one fifty, I'll try and get him on the show right away. <laughs> oh boy, we may we may have to change the format of our show and just be just go live. You know, if that's yeah, there the you case. Go. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the bummer of the show is we like I said we we can't really plan ahead. We just sort of we we spin the wheel and then we go. Um, we, there are, uh, uh, by the way, thank you, Brett, for for listening and tuning in and giving your feedback. We hope to have you on. We definitely do. There are a couple of people that uh, want to throw in their two cents. And when I told them how we do this show, they kind of went, oh, oh, so I could potentially be a guest on a not so great song. And I said, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. So if we got to be here, and, they got to be here. Yep. But it actually you would think that would turn some people away. But the, the ones I've talked to are actually really intrigued by that. So. Uh, uh, good, good stuff on the way. We, we assure you, um, there are a lot of tracks to go through, so <laughs> you never know what the future holds in store. I'm not even going to make a prediction. I'm not going to guess. I'm just going to let the wheel do what it do. And hopefully, uh, she is merciful. I, I agree. No prediction. I'm going to be happy with whatever comes up. Uh, but I'm hoping it's something good to, uh, usher out 2021. Uh, and we'll start 2022 on a fresh start. But if you're ready, Mark, and if Sammy's ready, we'll cue the music. Here we go! All right! All right. Round, 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 round
It's about time from Best of Both Worlds, the greatest hits. This is one of the extra tracks oh, from Best man. of Both Worlds. Yeah, it's about time. I believe uh, Supper, uh, no, Supper's Ready is a Genesis song. What the hell am I thinking? Uh, uh, up for Breakfast. <laughs> like, wait, is, <laughs> because I hate them both. I hate Up for Breakfast and I hate <laughs> Supper's Ready. But no, It's About Time was one of the extra tracks from the greatest hits, Best of Both Worlds. Full disclosure, we will not be doing the Genesis spinoff show because Corey <laughs> just basically gave us an insight. Hey, you know what? Feelings if, if it's Genesis 1980 on, I'm all in because I I oh, love me I some see. some Phil Collins led uh, Genesis, but uh, anything pat, like Limelines down on Broadway and all that garbage, fuck and no, hate it all. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I I just prefer Peter Gabriel solo, and then uh, yeah, so maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, so yeah, best of both worlds, I you know uh, I'm trying to s- collect my thoughts here, and and uh, I'm not sure that I've really jammed this song. If I have, then it must have been very briefly. Um, it's a Sammy song. Nothing is coming to mind. It is a Sammy song. It is a Sammy. I, it's I, our I first Sammy song. Yeah. Uh, one Finally. of uh, three, yeah, exactly. One of three new tracks uh, from uh, Best of Both Worlds. Uh, Mike Lanathy did not play bass on the three new songs, although he did provide back uh, backing vocals. Uh, actually, Mike Lanathy was not an official band member at this point, and the songs were already recorded before he rejoined. So oh, wow. the uh, all the bass guitar on these songs were played uh, again, like Van Halen Three, played by Eddie Van Halen. Well, that'll be interesting. That because uh, on the last track that we listened to, that we know Eddie played bass on, uh, he got he got a little bit a little. Uh, I don't want to say funky. He just he he uh, got to flex a little bit, you know, sh- show us his little his bass range. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see if he does the same for this track. Yeah, um, I haven't heard this one in a while. Uh, I do like Best of Both Worlds. I. Uh, of course, uh, Best of Volume 1 was the first Greatest Hits track. This one came out in 04, mm-hmm. excuse me, right before, I believe, the tour that um, that Sammy uh, kind of went out with them on. Uh, originally, the plan were, was going to be one disc would be all Roth songs, and the other was going to be all Hagar songs, including the three new ones. But they had problems negotiating with David Lee Roth, which led to the track listing uh, being mixed up. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. Dave seems like an uh, eccentric guy. Uh, of course, he's going to have uh, issues with, with a lot of things. So that was kind of the hold up there. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say is like that is uh, that statement right there was a shocker to no one. <laughs> but um, er, I, I, I remember liking this song. Uh, it, it's got a catchy, uh, uh, catchy chorus. I actually get it uh, stuck in my head quite a lot when I'm just kind of bopping down the street. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to hearing it. Uh, because it, it's been a while. The credited songwriters are Sammy Hagar, Alex Van Halen, and Eddie Van Halen. So here's a, a songwriting credit for Alex. And actually, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Best of Both Worlds, and going down the list, Alex is credited on now every song. I don't know if he was on the other uh, tracks uh, from like the, any of the other albums, but he's credited on pretty much every song now all of a sudden. I got to imagine that he, I mean, obviously Eddie is credited, but... I gotta imagine at least at least Alex is is credited as well. Uh, those two being the credited writers for all of them. I mean, because the band is called Van Halen, and those two guys are the Van Halens. So I mean, I mean they are the band. So I have to imagine that he's 
credited on every other track um just like eddie but uh you never know maybe maybe not there may be a few tracks where let's just pretend for a second that uh eddie decided hey alex you know what i'm gonna play drums on this one <laughs> like okay <laughs> give it a whirl buddy and then yeah, and then he's the credited drummer i don't know uh, i only bring that up because uh, yeah i only bring that up because van halen had that weird thing where when michael anthony left the band they they redid the album covers without him on it and they put Wolfgang, especially on Van Halen one. Oh yeah, which oh, pissed yeah, all the fans off. Like, yeah, 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 that's just awful. Uh, then they retroactively got rid of those and went back to the uh, the, the uh, Michael Anthony versions. But Michael Anthony is listed as co-writer on most of these as well. So maybe it was just because they were splitting royalties twenty five percent each uh, back in the early Could days. Be. That's why uh, Anthony is still on there as well. But I he had I had heard they'd taken away his royalties. Uh, retroactively from 1984 on, but I'm looking at, you know, top of the world and things like that. He's still listed as a writer. So it could be just a weird Wikipedia thing too. Could be, could be. I, yeah, I really, I really hope they, uh, you know, cause I don't want to call that petty or just like douchebaggery, but it certainly comes across that way. So I really hope that's not true. Um, yeah. or if it, if it was true, I hope that's been, uh, retroactively, uh, fixed. Yes. Um, but you never know. You never know. The music business is weird and people are weirder. So I'm excited to check this out. Like I said, I've probably heard it, but there is nothing coming to mind right now. So I'll, uh, as we're listening, I'm sure something will jog my memory, but maybe it won't. So I'm going into this very fresh. Excellent. All right, let's start. It's about time from the best of album. Best of both Dude. worlds. Right off the hop, I, I see Mark smiling and kind of bopping his head. That's a pretty, pretty heavy, oh, dirty intro for Van Halen. It's just, it's so, oh, what a, what a crunchy riff, man. That's like, that is not what I anticipated at all. And now I am fully convinced I have not listened to this song before. I was, I was <laughs> completely wrong. Uh, that is, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. It, but the dirtiness, as you, as you say, it's true. It's, it's a very dirty riff, but it's. Very catchy, and uh, you know I got my uh, my stank face on, just kind of like <laughs> bobbing away because it's like yeah, it's got. That's one of those riffs, and a lot of uh, you know guitar players, musicians, what have you out there will know what I'm talking about. It's one of those riffs that just sort of make you just your face cringes, but you're not upset about it. You're just like you know, you just kind of it just does something to you. That's the reaction that I've, I'm having for this. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging that so far, at least the riff. Um, it. It'll be interesting to hear uh, Sammy's voice come in over that. Here's something else to watch out for, too. I'm just on uh, um, Song Facts uh, for Van Halen. It's about time. Um, and they talk about, well, A, um, this is the first time a Van Halen song was recorded entirely with Pro Tools and not in a traditional studio. So oh, okay. keep that in mind. Also... Um, uh, Eddie's talents on rhythm guitar, they say, really stand out on, on this song. And I was actually driving around today, and Pound Cake uh, came on from uh, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, and his rhythm playing on that I thought was tremendous, especially during the solo. 
it just it really makes that song click and I'm, I'm, it, it's kind of similar on this song if i remember correctly and we're coming up to it here pretty soon that's a fantastic track i can't wait to talk about that one but love me some power but, uh, All right. yeah let's uh let's please let's listen to some more I I love that chorus. That that's the part that gets stuck in my head all the time. You've got everything. Oh you, yeah, everything that's great about the Van Hagar era of Van Halen is here. You got Sammy's tremendous vocals, especially that high range, right? You got Michael Anthony and Eddie on background vocals. You got Michael Anthony's nice high, uh, you know, uh, background vocal on that. You got just a, a tasty riff underneath and a catchy mm-hmm. chorus. This is everything I love about Sammy Sammy Hagar era Van Halen. Absolutely. And uh, right away, they just, I mean, <laughs> they, with that, dir- that dirty riff, it sounded kind of uh, unfamiliar to me. But then they just completely did away with that real quick and cut right into the Van Halen formula that is so recognizable. Like, I heard it. That That's not a bad thing. I'm not insulting it whatsoever. I'm just saying, like, oh, okay, you gave us a different little flavor, but then only to remind us what band we're listening to cool i'm not mad about it uh as you say i love i man sammy's just so good sam he's just so good i <laughs> like i just I, I there are times where you know if i'm jamming van halen and uh, a sammy song comes on i just i'll just listen to him man i just go like that dude his pipes were so powerful just it just effortless it's it's, still it's something yeah, I mean that's true. It's, if if you listen to him now, he can still do the majority of what he he might have to bring the key down these days. But I mean, you know, age comes for us all. But look, a lot of guys from his era, uh, vocal wise, that were supposedly the best, can't do that anymore. Sammy's still doing it, so that's something to be uh, uh something to think on. Also, you mentioned, I think, uh, Eddie is actually playing bass on this song, yes? Yes. He's showing out. Uh, I'm noticing there's a lot of... Uh, I'm not saying Michael's a bad bass player. I'm saying Michael knows his job and he does it. You know, he, he, he sticks in the pocket. He stays with the rhythm. He doesn't, he doesn't really show out. There's not a lot of tracks. And feel free to correct me, everyone out there, if I'm wrong, but... To my knowledge, there's not a lot of tracks where he shows out his bass ability. But in this one, Eddie is completely showing out. He's he's doing exactly what I thought he might do. And uh, I guess, I don't know if it's a middle finger to Michael. Like, bro, I can do your job better than you. Like, it I don't be. know. 
<laughs> it might be kind of like uh, the subtext might be there just a little bit. I don't know. But either way, I love the bass line in this. And Eddie is making sure that you hear it as well as, uh, you know, having it blend in with the uh, with the regular guitar riffs and also staying right on time, right, right in the rhythm with Alex. Uh, yeah, this is this is already catchy as hell. And I, I just I just want you to just keep playing it. Just one more, more quick note, because uh, oh, yeah, uh, as I'm playing drums more and more, I'm focusing on the mm. drums. And, and this is what I love about Alex Van Halen on the drums. When you got that yes. power without being flashy, because when Alex gets flashy, he gets sloppy. Uh, I, I think <laughs> it, it kind of takes away yes. from the song quite a bit. Right. But here, like him and, my, like him and Eddie, right in the pocket, like, like you said. So Eddie can mm -hmm. be a little flashier on the bass line because Alex is just powering home the backbeat. And he's not yes. doing anything silly with it, right? He's just powering it through. And it's really, really working for him. It's what he does best, I think. I mean, when, when people talk about Alex as a, a really good drummer, like I think this is what they're talking about. Because he's yeah. he's not trying to overdo it. He's not... You know he's there. He doesn't have to let you know, hey, I'm here. You know, like, uh, God rest him. I love Neil Peart, but... Uh, uh, I mean, there's no but really, but like Neil <laughs> lets you know he's there all the time. Yeah, it's like, and he never lets you forget that he's there, and that's that's what I love about him, honestly. But uh, but Alex doesn't do that. Alex kind of does the the opposite. He's subtle. Yeah, when when Alex doesn't try to emulate Neil Peart, and he, he instead goes to more of a Phil Rudd, where he, I'm not, you know, my Phils can be played by a four year old, but you know what? <laughs> there's no better in the pocket swing drummer than Phil Rudd. Right, you don't have to yep. be uh, super flashy, right? You just have to be super good. And when I think yeah, Alex hits that stride, that that that's uh -huh. that's his wheelhouse. That's where he should stay. All right, let's and, keep and going. it works, like you said. Absolutely. Yes. where I completely forgot it's it was just the way he was singing that verse that I forgot we were listening to a Sammy tune because for a moment there I don't know why but it, it almost sounded like he was emulating Roth but a better Roth 
uh, in, in, my, in my brain kind of went into, uh, oh yeah, l- hey, David sounds pretty good right now. That's it. And then it, it was like, wait, 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 no, 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 that's Sammy. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what that was. And it's like, maybe I'm just, I'm just crazy. Um, and that'll probably sound like blasphemy to some people out there. And, and I apologize, but for a moment during that verse, I don't know what Sammy was doing, but it sounded almost like David, but better. So that's well, my I, only I note there. I, I knew it wasn't David because the lyrics, I think, were better. And again, we're not, yeah, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel lyrically here, right? Like, like these guys aren't right. Bono, like trying to write sonnets in their music or anything. It, it, it's yeah. just a song about um, making up for lost time and, and a bunch of words that rhyme with time and high time and low time and bio time. Yeah, lyrically, very simple, but it, it, it doesn't feel like it was just belched out ten minutes before the recording session, right? Which and I'm not saying that's true of all David Lee Roth lyrics because he has some gems coming up. We just haven't covered it yet. The ones we covered have been very simple. Um, yes. So I'm looking forward to getting into his more complex stuff. But uh, uh, th- that's an I interesting mean, point. And I wonder if that's maybe in the back of their minds a little bit because the three new songs on this greatest hits were all Sammy tunes. Now, on Best of Both Worlds, there was two – sorry, not Best of Both Worlds, uh, Best of Volume 1 – uh, which you mm-hmm. talked about on this show before. I believe there was two new songs on that, right? And there were both yes, Roth songs. Yes, there were. Yes, there were. Me Wise Magic and Can't Get This Stuff No More, Can't I believe. Can't Get This Stuff No More. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that, that's um, interesting. It is. It is. It, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you were to ask him about it, he would probably say, no, absolutely. I was not doing that. Uh, but maybe subconsciously he was. I don't know. Um but and it's no secret that Sammy's the better songwriter. <laughs> That's definitely. I mean, if if we're seriously debating that whole thing, then I don't know. There's not enough time. But well, I tell you, uh, Sammy has some bad lyrical songs coming up. Uh, I'm oh, looking at yeah. for breakfast. I'm looking at love walks in. Like there's some really <laughs> stupid shit coming up. And Roth, I think, has some good stuff. It's not all yeah. hot for teacher or jump, right? Like he actually has some decent, right, composed songs. So. Uh, I'm not so cut and dry on that. I think Roth has some gems, and I think Sammy has some stinkers. They might be closer than maybe we think. Yeah, no, no one's perfect. No songwriter is perfect with their uh, their execution. That's for sure. Um, I've always maintained that I, I, in my opinion, I believe uh, Sammy is the better songwriter, and I think the numbers would dictate that. But I, that's a digression. Um, again. With uh, with during the chorus, even in that uh, little pre-chorus area, um, Eddie sounds like he's just having fun on bass. Like I think he just <laughs> legitimately enjoys playing bass when when he can because it, he's he's matching his guitar uh so well. Like it's almost if you hadn't told me that Eddie was playing bass on this, I would have said, "Wow, Michael is really holding his own with Eddie." But now that you've told me, I kind of go, oh, I see what Eddie's doing. He wants to absolutely make sure that the bass line is almost matching what he's doing on the guitar uh, nearly to a T, which is I- impossible. But he's he's figuring – he's trying to figure out a way. It just sounds like he's having fun with it while also now I fully believe he's giving Michael the middle finger, um, <laughs> which is a shame. But, I mean, hey, it, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, there's that and the rhythm playing. And I, I want to uh, uh, tell you a quote here from Brad uh, Tolinsky, yes. who wrote the book Eruption. Um, he says, quote, I think he was uh, Eddie was taking his rhythm to new heights later on in his career. And what's really interesting about it, and it may be why those songs were never big hits or popular, 
is how the rhythm guitar part is constantly evolving throughout the songs. It's not repetitive in any way. It keeps on creating variations on itself. It's fascinating just to listen to the rhythm playing on those tracks. He really evolved as a rhythm player. I, yeah, I think that's very telling, especially the further you go down the, the, the Hagar era. I think that's absolutely what it is. And I think that might be due in part to, I've always said that, uh, the, the the Hagar era is my favorite because I feel like they grew as musicians during that era. Like they just, they wrote better songs. And I don't mean like these were catchier than the Roth era. What I mean is they were better structured. And you tell me that with the rhythm of, of uh, Eddie's rhythm guitar playing. And yeah, it's, it's all there. I think that had a lot to do with it. Uh, the more I think on it. So that's that does not shock me whatsoever. All right, I believe we're coming up to uh, Mr. Van Halen's solo here, so let's give it a listen. Ooh, yeah. guitar solo uh mr kamara is the guitar player on the panel your thoughts <laughs> i mean it that it's it's a van halen solo that's for sure um i'm more intrigued by the weird intro to the solo uh kind of <laughs> yes. uh, he's like he, he went back to the dirty riff but he he was doing variations on uh uh he wasn't changing the time signature but it, he was doing interesting rhythms with it and it's the tone it's the tone of that riff that he somehow, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's clicking a different pedal, like a, an effect pedal, uh, or if he's, if he's switching his little, uh, his pickup switch. I don't, I'm not sure what he's doing there, but he, he keeps changing his tone. But then once he rips into the solos, like, okay, there's the Eddie tone that we know. Um, but again, he's for this one, he is all up and down the fretboard, which, uh, is that's not a new thing for him at all because you know Eddie likes to utilize every every bit of the fretboard that's for sure but I don't know for some reason it really stands out this time um but what I did was underneath it all pay attention to the rhythm and the bass and those are so tight they're so tight um I I I commend him once again because uh, th th this that is not an easy solo um, if I watched him play that a thousand times, I don't think I could emulate it whatsoever. Uh, not, not to the way he does it, but, uh, yeah, not a super long solo. I was actually kind of expecting it to go a little bit, but no, he just, especially when Sammy comes in, I was like, oh, well that's the end of it. But then he keeps going a little bit, keeps going up and down the scale. Uh, but it was still, it was, it was one and done. And that's sometimes, uh, Eddie, does that and it works for the song i think this solo worked for the song what do you think 
Oh, hundred percent agree. And uh, I'm sitting here listening to it like this, this is a, a master guitar player at work because mm-hmm. I'm not a guitar player. I, I couldn't dissect that and figure out how the hell he did it. Um, I really like the, that that different tone leading into it. I could have done without Sammy going time, 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 time. That was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. uh, he did it at the beginning too, and I, I kind of chuckled. I'm like, you don't need to throw that in there, but whatever. Whatever floats your boat, Mr. Hagar. The song is banging up to that point. Mm-hmm. But um, Eddie Van Halen, top of his game. And, you know, you, you, you kind of um, were saying the same thing as, as a Brad Talinsky, uh, the author there, and me not as versed in music as you or him. Um, I, I, I can get that. I, I, you know, the rhythm playing is very tight. The bass playing is very tight and it's all working together. Whereas on last week's song, uh, which I actually recorded not that far out uh, from this mm. one, it was on the uh, album prior to this one. Uh, it, that didn't happen on uh, whatever that dog shit thing we did last week was. Oh, boy. Whereas yeah. here it's, it's all meshing together. And again, Alex just pounding away good power in those drums, nothing too flashy. He's not throwing in fills when he doesn't have to. Uh, just just staying in the pocket and it, it's all working i love that solo all right good let's, stuff uh, keep man. her going yeah like really we got a minute it. left in the song here all right Mark Meyer, that was the first single off of Best of Both Worlds, the 2004 Greatest Hits compilation by the Mighty Van Halen. Uh, one of the final times uh, Michael Anthony and Sammy Hagar uh, worked with Van Halen. Uh, these three songs on this album were the last contributions either ever had with Van Halen. Um, uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, kick things off, but before we do, maybe we should talk about the new uh, new rating system we got here. And, uh, you know, the, the yes-no thing, that was kind of working, but uh, as I do, uh, I, I'm, I'm going back and I'm listening to uh, the podcast that I ripped a lot of these ideas from. That's Pot of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting. Those guys are phenomenal. Their latest show is on Oingo Boingo. They did an Oingo Boingo Ooh. song. It was yeah, the one from Back to School, and I love that song and I love Dead that movie. Party. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you like rock and roll podcasting, please, uh, Pot of Thunder. They started off as an all kiss podcast. They were doing what we we're doing with Van Halen. They pick at random a song from uh, from the entire catalog and break it down. And it took them like three, four hundred shows, whatever it was, to get through all the Kisses stuff. It's only going to co- <laughs> you know, take us like 120 shows to get through Van Halen. But uh, we're basically just taking that format and doing it with Van Halen. But they used to do, in their rating system, they do Hell or Hallelujah because Kiss has a, a single, Hell or Hallelujah. So it was either a hell, they sent it to hell, or it was Hallelujah. And I'm thinking, well, what could we do Van Halen-wise from their songs? And it seems like the majority of Sammy Hagar songs uh, written with Van Halen involved dreams. Uh, so I was able to, there, we have a couple of dream songs. Of course, Dreams from uh, 5150 was a big hit. It's a great song. 
It's an uplifting mm-hmm. dream song. And then we have the dream is over from for unlawful carnal knowledge. So um, if we don't like the song, you're going to hear. You hear dream another dream. This dream is over. And if we like the song, you're going to hear. All right, so very simple. Uh, that's what dreams are made of, or dream another dream. This dream is over. So, Mark Meyer, uh, let, let's go to you first. Uh, your uh, vote on uh, It's About Time from uh, Best of Both Worlds, the best of Van Halen. The first Sammy track of our podcast, and it's, it was not at all what uh, what song I thought it might be. Um, but I admit, then again, Sammy has a lot of tracks in the Van Halen's catalog. Um, there's a lot of songs, folks. Uh, this is not the first one I thought would pop up uh, from the Sammy era. And this is one that I was not 100% familiar with whatsoever. So uh, I got to say... Or rather, Sammy said it for me. Uh, that's what dreams are made of. Look, this this was just a kick-ass rockin' track, man. It's uh, an opening track. It's this was I loved this actually. Uh, the more I keep thinking about it, the more uh, much like you, Corey. You said this song gets stuck in your head a lot, and I see why. Um, it's nothing too overly flashy. It's de- it's not gonna be in the upper echelon of of hot for teacher or even dreams or even, or, you know, uh, or right now things of that nature. But this is good. This is a good, you know, Van Halen track. It, uh, subverts your expectations or at least mine at the very start with that very dirty kind of, uh, not so Van Halen esque riff at the beginning. But then, but then it transitions and Eddie lets you know, it's like, no, no, it's still me. You guys still me. Um, I actually really dug the bass playing in this track and you know and I'm I'm not trying to diss Michael Anthony whatsoever I think he's a, a fantastic musician but uh, he just doesn't do what Eddie did on this song and um I'm a little bit I my my one criticism though I'm a little bit disappointed that the uh that little outro the kind of a fade out outro that they did or it's not even a fade out. It's just more like uh, you know one of those concert outros where we're done. Here's the end of the track. Here it is. Everything's ringing out. That was Alex's opportunity to show out and do a drum fill, like a crazy uh, Peart esque drum fill, and he just didn't do it. He didn't do it. So Eddie took the reins, and like I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but man, he just he's all over that bass fretboard. Just be like I'm still playing bass, I'm still doing it, uh, and honestly, I'm I'm not mad about it. I, but I am a little disappointed in Alex for not uh, taking the reins. He should have that. That was his moment to shine. That you know, that's every drummer's moment to shine is is at the uh, at the very end when everything's ringing out. You do the drum fill and then you end it with the last bam. Uh, but nevertheless. Wonderful track from me. Uh, Corey, does this track hold up to you or does it not? Well, uh, this may shock you, but I'm thinking.
This is. I am shocked. I know, right? <laughs> no. This is top ten, maybe top five Hagar songs for me. I love. Ooh. It's about time. This is by far the best new track on uh, out of the three that were on this album. Um, mm-hmm. Up for breakfast is not great. Learning to see maybe one of my most hated uh, Sammy Hagar uh, tunes, but I love it's about time. Uh, everything about this song works for me. Like you mentioned, you already talked about the bass. I love the powerful yet restrained drumming by Alex Van Halen. I don't mind mm-hmm. that he didn't go crazy at the end. Let let Eddie have his moment. He's out there anyway. People are coming to see Eddie. Alex was just yeah. doing his job and doing it very well. Sammy sounds great. Uh, lyrics uh, sound cool. Uh, the song's not really about much, but that's okay. Uh, they, yeah. the, he sounds amazing. Uh, we even got Michael Anthony, uh, who unfortunately, like you said, didn't play bass, but provided background vocals and sounds amazing on this track. Yes. Everything I love about Van Halen is encompassed in this track. And I, I absolutely loved it. This is um, right up there with Hot for Teacher amongst my favorites that we've done so far. That is, I mean, I I will say, yeah, I'm, I'm with you as far as our episode goes uh, or episodes. Uh this was one of the most fun to to dissect for sure because uh again this this is why we do the show songs that maybe we're not 100% familiar with out of Van Halen's whole catalog uh and it can be a pleasant surprise or or not you know like like last time but this was a fantastic surprise for me because again I was not familiar with this track I uh, I was really trying to rack my brains into thinking like, no, surely you've heard this. And again, if I have, I have no memory of it, but I'm glad that I didn't because I was listening to this very fresh and man, I just, now I really want to go back and listen to it a couple hundred more times and just sort of just take it all in because I really dug this. Yeah. Uh, there's really not much more you can say. This was a, it's a hidden gem. I think in the Van Halen catalog, cause not a lot of people talk Absolutely. about uh, the songs from best of both worlds. Um, or even the the couple of songs that were on Best of, like Me Wise Magic and those, which are really good songs. Um, this is, I think, clearly the best of the three. And we're going to get to the other two. Uh, unfortunately, they'll be coming up at some point. But for our first Sammy song and our last show of 2021, oh, I'm so happy that it was, I'm, that it's yes, about time. Absolutely. It's about time we got a Sammy song. <laughs> it's about time, yes. <laughs> That's, ah, see, that, that was the wheel. The wheel was telling us. It was like, ah, you, you want, I know you want Sammy. It's the end of the year. I'm going to throw you a bone. It's about time. And you, you're damn right, Will, it's about time. And I'm glad that that track did not suck because at least for me and for Corey, uh, the track did not suck. I'm sure there are probably a few of you out there that go like, that song is, eh. Or uh, there are probably a lot of diehard Michael Anthony fans out there that come like, if Michael's not in it, not into it. Like, And that's fine. You know what? You should hit us up on Twitter and tell us all about it because we genuinely want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts. You probably have a different take than we do every single week, every single episode. Let us know the whys or the why nots. Absolutely. Um, Corey, speaking of the social medias, where can they find you to uh, to yell at you if they don't want to just yell at me? Feel free to yell at me at CD Morset on Twitter and Instagram. And yes, I'd love to talk Van Halen with whoever wants to talk Van Halen. We're we're not experts. We're not historians. We're fans. And yeah. we're doing this because we love the band. And we know that there's going to be some stinkers. We've covered a couple already in our seven episodes. And there's more coming. But it's songs yeah. like this that is the reason we're doing this. Because here's a song not a lot of people know. It wasn't a big hit. 
It's not super popular, but God damn it if this thing doesn't rock. And I love It's About Time. And um, yes, please let us know on Twitter at Podcast Will Rock uh, is the show Twitter account. Uh, Podcast Will Rock at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, give us some suggestions. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Uh, we're not immune to criticism here. Uh, let, let's keep making the show better. Let's get more people listening. And uh, let's just keep having fun reliving the music of this amazing band. Absolutely. Fun is the name of the game. Uh, and if you don't want to yell at Corey individually or at the the uh, podcast Twitter itself, you can yell at me, at MarkTheBat on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, either one of those will be fine. You can totally... And when I say yell, I mean you can yell at me as long as it's... Uh, the context in the context of the show it's fine like you could be excited and yell or you could be like really mad that we haven't covered a particular track and it's like well have you listened to the show it's random but it's fine um or you could just be mad that uh mark your your take on that song and and eddie's bass playing is really dumb tell me why i legit will have that conversation with you it's totally fine um, as Corey said, uh, at podcast will rock on Twitter. Definitely hit that up. Um, we will get so much better. We, I, I will get much better at promoting uh, the show and the <laughs> site on Twitter. I know I'm, I'm really bad about that, but I will. I will get better. Trust me, because uh, the more we do this, the more the easier it's going to be. The more exciting it becomes. This episode got, has, has got me like really really excited about the future because i i can't wait to find more gems like this uh, i'm not even going to dwell on the negatives of the stinkers that are sure to follow um not we're not <laughs> going to think about that and maybe maybe they won't be so bad uh as i remember uh i, I can think of a few top of my head that i really don't want to talk about but oh there's some doozies coming so up bad. yeah yeah there there are there are but it will we will cross that bridge when we come to it, uh, the the Rainbow Bridge, if you will, because there's nothing more metal than the Asgardian Rainbow Bridge, and there is nothing more metal than a podcast that rocks, uh, and you are listening to, and the podcast will rock, the Van Halen podcast where we, the fans, talk about the tracks, talk about the catalogs. We hope you all have had a great holiday season. Have a happy new year, and we will rock you later. 